We've been told for years that Hunter did nothing wrong. If he did, I didn't know about it. Well, I, I, I talked to him about it, but I was never in business with him. It, it, it's all lies. New indictment today inside of a federal court in Los Angeles. Hunter Biden is going to be indicted on several tax fraud charges. Interesting. I thought that Joe Biden wanted the rich to pay their fair share. Also, Kevin McCarthy is resigning from the House. I have opinions, um, and they might shock you. And then ProPublica just wrapped up a piece talking about MUSC. Remember they had that transgender clinic that was treating children as young as four years old? Well, that was just a bunch of conservatives pouncing. Weird. All of it today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome in. It's Friday, December 8th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. We're glad you're with us. Ding. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here on this Friday afternoon, and we're glad you're with us here uh, today. A lot to get to. We start with Hunter Biden. That's, I'm not, should I make that joke? That's, that's, what, that's what a lot of foreign governments and CD CD uh, ventures say. Let's start with Hunter Biden. He's facing a new indictment in California on a litany of tax charges. The indictment says that in 2019, Hunter Biden failed to pay nearly $200,000 in income tax. Hmm. $200,000. Now, Joe Biden has said for years that the wealthy should pay their fair share. Never mind that the, quote, top 1% uh, pay over a third of their gains in taxes. We won't get into that today. That's not the point of this uh this venture. However, we have some interesting uh, developments here with this Hunter Biden issue. And again, the Hunter Biden thing has been a thing since about 2008. A long, a long time. He's had his own issues and I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to rag 2008. on him. Hmm. What happened in 2008? Barack Obama won the presidency. What uh-huh. And he selected a vice president. Oh. Some old white guy. The big guy? Some old white guy. Pete? Yes. Um, he has other names, too. So I'm not going to get into Hunter Biden's issues with drugs and alcohol. I'm not going to do that today because I think those, 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 while they contribute, don't hold weight here necessarily because why would I ever pile on somebody who, if, if it's true they're trying to get their life together, then I shouldn't pile on them, right? Um he did have a a charge on a gun charge in October. He pleaded not guilty to that. Thursday's development comes ahead of an expected vote from House Republican leaders next week that could formally initiate an impeachment inquiry. James Comer, House Oversight Committee chair earlier this week, released subpoenaed bank records showing an entity owned by Hunter Biden made, quote, direct monthly Payments to Joe Biden. I'm sure it's for rent. Let's let's take a look at the tape. Here's Joe Biden from several years ago with Axios. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence, not one little tiny bit, to suggest anything done was wrong. You know that. But you keep asking me these questions. It's okay. 
He, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're doing what you have to do. But I'm not worried about it. Look, the American public knows me. Oh, we know you, Joe. We know you, man. Trust me. We get you. There are problems. <laughs> there are issues here. Uh, Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about this. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to his constituents. He has routinely lied on the campaign trail. Here he is again. We know it's on the campaign trail because he was in Pennsylvania, and you could text PA to 30330. And here he is in a mask standing 12 feet away from a reporter when he asked him the same kind of question. Okay, uh, Mr. Biden, if I can. Sure. Uh, Questions of controversy continues today about Hunter Biden, your son's. Uh, there is no controversy about overseas dealing. It's just all a lie. It's a flat lie because the president has nothing else to run on. If you notice, while American people are talking about what's happening to their families, he has no plan. In the debate, he has no plan. Everything from the Wall Street Journal, every other major news outlet has said what he's saying is simply not true about my son. It's simply not true. It's all lies, man. You mean lies like saying you taught at uh, UPenn for four years? Lies like saying you got a lacrosse scholarship but instead chose to play football because you have quick legs? Or, or that you actually submitted your own research in master's level um, classes? Lies like when you completely used a British politician's speech for your own when you were running for president in 88? Like those kind of lies, Joe? Mm. Or what about the lie? What about the lie that as you're driving to school in Scranton or Schenectady or wherever you're from, because it changes week to week. The, the oil, oil slicks, oil slicks in Scranton, PA. Listen, we we should probably be careful because the sworn enemy of corn pop, or is it corn pop, could just come after us. Or or better yet, is it the same kind of lie like in 1917 when you were a little boy <laughs> and your dad and you were Joey. walking to the bus stop and you see two guys making out in suits? And I thought and they were on a park bench. They were on a park bench uh, in their suits and Joe and his pop uh, were walking by Joey. and and he that's Joey, that's love, Joey, in 1917. Or... Or is it that your dad always has some sort of pithy quote that matches the cultural movement of the day? 50 yeah. years before it happens. Yeah. Is, is it that kind of lie, Joe? He's, hey, is that hitting? If anyone, well, to be fair, if anyone knows a lie, it's Joe Biden. He's a trailblazer. Anyone knows a lie, it's Joe Joe's Biden. Joe's dad was a trailblazer. And he Certainly probably even was. invented the Chevy trailblazer. In, <laughs> in 2018, in 2018, Hunter Biden's ex-wife wife that he cheated on with his dead brother's wife. Anyway, not the point. Not the Care, point. Careful, careful. Well, that's documented evidence. Well, it's in the diary. Well. Anyway, in 2018, the defendant, Hunter Biden, this is direct from the indictment, the defendant's ex-wife texted him that she had discovered their unfiled 2016 tax return. Now, listen, in the trunk of his car. She was probably looking for something else. Was it a, little a bit of white? Candy. Was it a white um, Chevy Bronco? No, Could have been. no, 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 no. Doesn't he own a uh, Corvette? Joe does. It's yellow. Oh, it's yellow. Uh, My bad. He owned a Ford. He owned a Ford Raptor that he paid his debt. Yeah, his debt had to buy it for him because credit was campaign garbage. funds. Um, to be fair, I dread filing my taxes. Yeah, everyone does. But guess what? We all do it under fear of death. 
and because we're supposed to, render unto Caesar what are Caesar's. Yeah. The defendant responded to his wife by telling her, quote, his ex-wife, quote, the taxes are filed. Those were copies with the personal assistance notes, and they redact the name. The tax returns had not been filed. The defendant's ex-wife responded, telling him they were not copies because they still had checks attached to them and were originals. In 2018, Hunter Biden told his ex-wife he couldn't make alimony payments because the wire came back due to insufficient funds. Yet in that same year, he spent $384,000 on the world's oldest profession. And yet I've got, I've got a guy in the White House who, by evidence now, according to the House Oversight Committee, did receive payments, not from Hunter Biden in a personal check, not from Hunter Biden on Venmo or PayPal or Cash App or whatever the youths are using these days. The youths. It was a it was a check from the business. The business. The business that was used in China and Ukraine and the mayor of Moscow's wife. I'm just kidding. But seriously though, <laughs> maybe he received checks. I'm telling you, we call the guy crazy. But uh, talking about this in 2020, this is what Andy McCar- Andrew McCarthy has to say. I want to be careful. I don't want to call him Andy McCarthy. I don't know him that well. Nah, he's on Twitter as Andy McCarthy. That's fine. Former U- chief U.S. assistant attorney. The indictment is scathing in describing the younger Biden's unsavory lifestyle, his deep dishonesty, and his willful decision to evade tax liabilities on millions of dollars in income and instead spend that money he should have been paying there on escorts, drugs, luxury goods, and the like. Hunter is portrayed as exactly the kind of tax cheat who should be prosecuted. In fact, he appears to be just the sort of elitist scoundrel abominated in the rhetoric of his father and Democrats, privileged, addicted to consumption, producing little things of real value, and greedily unwilling to pay his, quote, fair share. But here's the problem. Just four months ago, the same David Weiss that tried to bury the same tax case against the same Hunter Biden, offering him a no-jail plea to two puny misdemeanors, a sweetheart deal so out of the ordinary that Weiss's minions could not answer a judge's simple questions about it and that the ever-entitled Hunter's defense lawyers foolishly blew up over the fear of a hypothetical prosecution on tougher charges that Weiss patently had no intention to bring. It is impossible to square Weiss's slamming of Hunter in the new indictment with the blind eye he turned toward Hunter in the failed plea bargain, a submission in which the only narrative was a statement of facts sympathetic to Hunter, the drafting of which was clearly controlled by Hunter's lawyers, not the agents who investigated the case. Do we remember the sweetheart deal? Yeah. It was on these charges. Yeah. But now we're bringing the charges anew in California. Now here's the question. Here's the question. The charges have been made. The indictment has been filed. By the way, he's been subpoenaed by the Congress to appear before them when it comes to this impeachment inquiry. If he declines, there's trouble there. Why refile an indictment? Why try the sweetheart deal and then move to a different indictment? I've got a couple theories. Number one, it appears to be more and more evident that the Democratic apparatus is pushing away from Joe Biden. He, is he a bitter clinger? I don't know. It, it appears to me that there are forces at play that are chumming the water to see if there's an appetite to move away from Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. the third. Is there is there a feeling for it? 
I had a conversation last night with some with some folks, and I and I made this point, and they asked, "Well, then who would run?" And I made it very clear: the governor of California. I believe that's he's the heir apparent. Now, whether he's a winnable candidate, we talked about this on the show recently. I don't think he is, but he represents a new age. This is a key issue for President Biden. He's going to continue to say, and he said it yesterday, that oh, it's all lies. It's all a bunch of lies. It's not true. It's a bunch of lies. I mean, I said this about the former president, too. At some point, you can call it a lie, but if I have the evidence in front of me, the evidence is the evidence. I can't ignore evidence. So, what will Joe Biden, what will this White House do? I think it's pretty obvious what they're going to do. They're going to deflect. They're going to call it lies, and then when the 2024 election comes around and they're running against Donald Trump again, they will not do any debates. They will they will not do any public appearances. It will be very rote and regimented, and we won't deal with it. So we'll have to see what comes of this. I don't know. Will Hunter Biden go to jail? Probably not. I mean, there are indictments against Donald Trump, and he's not going to jail. So it, 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 it you know, I, I don't know what we gain from it at all. But the Biden White House now faces this issue that has loomed over his presidency for much of it. They've just chosen to ignore it. Meanwhile, in the other branch of government, so I just covered the executive branch and the fourth branch, right? I feel like I covered the fourth branch a little bit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go to the legislative branch. Uh, quick civics lesson, there are three branches of government, executive, legislative, judicial, and then the fourth one is the administrative state that was established in the early 20th century. The deep state. Yeah, the early 20th century by Woodrow Wilson. The red tape. His parents are buried like... The red tape there. crew. This from Politico. Obviously, you've heard the news by now if you're plugged in. Kevin McCarthy is leaving Congress, officially. The ousted speaker is resigning from the House at the end of the year. According to an op-ed he wrote for the Wall Street Journal, concluding a two-decade congressional career long marked by his open aspirations to the speaker's chair only to lose it after nine months. I have decided to depart the House at the end of the year to serve America in new ways. I know my work is only getting started, he wrote. He confirmed he'd still be politically involved in the op-ed, writing that he plans to help recruit, quote, the country's best and brightest to run for elected office. Going to work for the Heritage Foundation? He also noted he is, quote, committed to lending my experience to support the next generation of leaders. Is he going to work for the Republican Party? Like, no, happening? no. The most exclusive country club in America. There have been tension points. That's his quote. That's his quote. Okay, so here's the thing. A couple of, and I, and I want to, I think this is open honesty time. Uh, ooh. Just a couple of days ago, the House expelled George Santos, if that is his real name shrinking an already small majority for House Republicans. Okay. Bill Johnson's retiring. There goes another one. There's several. Kevin McCarthy is leaving at the end of the year. There goes another one. If all of these come to fruition, the House majority in 2024 will be... And if you're listening on podcast, I'm holding up two fingers. Now, let's go back... Do I agree with everything Kevin McCarthy stands for? Absolutely not. He's a Bakersfield, California Republican. Of course not. Patrick McHenry's also leaving. Yeah. He had a cup of coffee as speaker. Yeah. Uh, interim speaker. <laughs> it appears an old guard is leaving, and the old guard ain't very old. No. Which scares me about the new guard, and I'll get to that in a second. Because I I thought about this this morning. It's weird. I'm, I'm a nerd. I yeah. was thinking about this as I ironed my clothes this morning, 
And then Mitch texts me while I'm driving. I didn't respond necessarily. I was at a stoplight. He te- We don't have laws against that here yet. Um, he texted me and listed out a few things he wanted to talk about on the show. And I was glad he mentioned this one because I have thoughts. Let's go back to Kevin McCarthy, who I disagree with on a lot of issues. That's perfectly fine. I agree with him on a lot of others. I agree with him on a lot, yeah. but I disagree with him on a lot as well. It's a 50-50 split. It's a 50-50. There's yeah. a lot to cover. I'm, I'm the moderate within the Republican Party, I think. There's, there's a problem. Matt Gates and his band of merry men and women <clears throat> decided to completely obliterate everything we know about the House of Representatives when it comes to a party that's in control. By the way, at this time, Nancy Pelosi has surrendered the gavel. She didn't try to hold on to power. She surrendered the gavel. She goes and sits down in the Congress, becomes Speaker Emeritus, and is running for re-election at the age of 97, <laughs> propping up Hakeem Jeffries, who's the minority leader, who is going to become the House Speaker at some point, yeah. and Soon. probably run for president. Soon. That's Nancy Pelosi's way of doing things, and I'm not saying I agree with her on anything. Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker. There's a fight over the CR. Then Matt Gates and his merry band of rebels decides, I don't like this guy. And they removed, they, they, they cornered him in beforehand, right? He had an agreement that if one member objected, then they would go to a vote. So then Kevin McCarthy is ousted for not releasing all of the January 6th tapes, not forcing a government shutdown, and what was the other thing? Being willing to send money to Ukraine. Those were the three things. So, <clears throat> so then we get Mike Johnson, yep. who is who is absolutely more conservative than Kevin McCarthy. Oh yeah, McCarthy. there's no there's doubt. No, about I it. like Mike Johnson more than Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, he's but from the South. He's from the South. There you go. It's all you need. He's no offense Louis- to those of you from. He's from California. He's from, he's from Louisiana. Well, they spell their goals with an X. So, <laughs> I think he represents Bossomer and Shreveport and somewhere else. Anyway, he's the no point. Doubt an LSU Tiger fan. He pulls for La Tag. Anyway, or or Lafayette. Oh, I can't call him Lafayette anymore. Anyway, the the point is they got a more conservative speaker, Mitch, but I'm gonna pose you with this. He is willing to send more money to Ukraine. Check. With stipulations. Check. He released the January 6th tapes, but not in full because he blurred faces. That's all they got out of the deal. Was blurry faces on J6 tapes. And he is working to not got, shut the government down, Check. which again is what he should do. We shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't try to shut you know, the government. And down. we should actually work to provide the American people with a budget. So, on that, and we'll get to Kevin McCarthy in a second because I have thoughts on him too. But this is <laughs> we're setting the table here. Yeah, sure. We blew it up, and mm-hmm. by we I mean the people's elected representatives, Matt Gates, plus seven others. Matt Gates did. Was it the right thing to do? That's a loaded question. Was it the right thing to do? Was it the correct thing to do? Was it the correct thing? No, it was not the correct thing to do. It wasn't the uh, the smart thing to do. It wasn't the strategic thing to do. It was a petulant thing to do by people who wear suits and ties and act like children. And host podcasts inside their congressional office. No, no offense to those that hold podcasts and talk shows inside their offices. I'm, 
you you're a congressman. You shouldn't be breaking news down. You should be yeah. working. Uh, now, if you want to do an interview for someone, it's that's part of cool. my job. It's not part of my job. I find it fascinating that there is a stark contrast in newly elected representatives, um, and that that contrast does not always follow the same line of logic on every issue. Um, I, I I long for. Um, 435 Russell Fries. I mean, who are willing to be conservative, reasonable, conservative, reasonable. There is a difference between being conservative and reasonable and conservative and ready, fire, aim. No strategy, no plan. There now, was no plan. Now, I am sure that if Matt Gates sat, and by Matt Gates, we don't mean the Deputy Attorney General of the state of South Carolina. Love you, brother. I mean the Florida Matt Gates. Half cocked representative. The guy running for governor of Florida in a few years. Half cocked representative from Florida, which I'm sure the people down there in his district love him. If he were sitting here, I'm sure that he could articulate a well managed, maintained, thoughtful strategy on his delivery and method behind ousting. He wouldn't even call it ousting. Holding Speaker McCarthy accountable. And I have, you know, if if Mc, Speaker McCarthy, Representative McCarthy, Congressman McCarthy, former Congressman McCarthy, soon to be, allowed this to happen, gave in to this, and, and, and I know that there are others who liked that about him, then it's partially on him. However, I, I cannot see a strategy here that is maintained and managed, something that was thoughtful and 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 really even worked through what I would call basic decision tree. If then propositions. If this happens, then that happens. If that happens, then that happens. And if that doesn't happen, then that may be over there. And you, of course, always account for uh, the variables. It appears as if the entire thing was a variable. And the slugfest that made the conservatives in the Congress look like petulant children a year ago when McCarthy was finally elected speaker, the slogfest that occurred a month and a half ago made the conservatives in the Congress look that much worse. Now, I'm grateful for the product. Let me and that's an unfair way to speak of the new speaker. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the the beneficiary of this. Mike Johnson, I believe, if given the opportunity, will be an excellent speaker of the house. How long before he agrees to a continuing resolution does he get ousted? I mean, he's going to listen, until the Congress is fundamentally transformed. We're going to see a CR budget. It continual, it continually see a continuing resolution. That, that is the... And if anybody has a problem with this, and I have a problem with it, but it's the unfortunately, it's the way they're doing business. We've had a CR since the Clinton administration. You go back. Yeah. Clinton was the last one. In, email at palmettofamily.org. I, and I'm going to fact check myself here in just a second. From what I understand, the last time we had a budget was, I want to say 1997. I could be wrong on that. 
Um, yeah. So the CR is the way of doing business, and it and the the threat of government shutdown is always a way for the party the perceivably the party in power to strong arm the minority party into complying. But when you have a fragmented, broken party in power, when conservatives find ways not to get along, when we act like petulant children, the kids are running the candy store. Did you find anything? The Trump administration's budget proposal was released on March 11, 2019. On August 1st of 2019, the bipartisan budget act of 2019 was passed by the House. The next day, on August the 2nd, it was passed by the Senate and signed into law by President Trump. I was wrong. It totally increased wrong. the spending by $320 yeah. billion, So by we actually had a budget in 2019. But we've had continuing wow. resolutions for quite a while yeah. after that. Now, we've piled on the Matt Gates a little bit and the other seven, and I think they're worthy of their blame. But also, Kevin McCarthy's kind of strange. <laughs> I've heard him speak, eloquent speaker, good speaker. He, the, the, the men in the boat, or the people well, in the boat. the people in the boat crossing the Potomac gives, gives a great... Delaware. Delaware, thank you. Gives a great... <laughs> the Potomac's not very long. Gives a great understanding of who he is as a person, including this quote. America is more than a country. America is an idea. What does that mean? What does that mean? The American dream, brother. What does that mean? So, America is more than a country. America is an idea. I get what you're saying, but that's the thing of, well, America is an idea, so we can go prop it and plop it down in every other place in the, in the world. No, you can't. That fundamentally misunderstands the historical context in which America was founded. The next thing he said was weird. Uh, he went to the New York Times Deal Book event where he discussed his party and politics with Andrew Ross Sorkin. Andrew Ross Sorkin also interviewed Elon Musk <laughs> and Kamala Harris uh, around that time. I became leader when we took the minority, and this was a turning point for me, said McCarthy, describing attending the 2019 State of the Union address. I'd just become leader, and I'm excited, and President Trump's there, and I look over at the Democrats, and they stand up. They look like America. We stand up. We look like the most restrictive country club in America. There are reasons for that, Kevin. We're all going to be watching a movie a lot in the next couple of weeks with a character named Kevin. And this is when I would use the voice from the plane. Kevin! I don't think you understand what you're saying here. Why is it... <clears throat> why is it that... that According to you, at this time, Republicans were less diverse. Is it because Republicans are racist? That's what you're implying. The implication of the quote here is that Republican voters or Republican leaders are racist. Or they, de or they would prefer white people to run, which I think is racist. <clears throat> Meanwhile, he's saying that the Democrats... They reflect America. They reflect America. I... It, Ew. Just ew. And then on top of that, if you're this great compromising leader who wants what's best for America, I don't think the idea and execution of that is, you know what, three-seat majority, see ya. Yeah. To go 
to go make a heck of a lot of money doing something else. Yeah, and that's his prerogative. He, you can do whatever you want, free country. A, I just don't think you should. Don't self grant. Don't don't grandstand me, telling me you yeah, want what's best for America. He has a choice. He can make that choice. Um, what I find fascinating, and and I will push a little. I, I do see that. I mean, the Republicans as they sit in the Congress. Let me and let me say that specifically, the Republicans in the House of Representatives, and for that matter, in the Senate, have not done a great job of reflecting and representing the people of America. They have been fractured on nearly every issue. And though, for those that are conservative and stand by conservative values, thank you, thank you. But our framers and founders envisioned a Congress whereby ideas would be hashed out and then compromise would be made. Does that mean that we always cave and capitulate to the far liberal left? Absolutely not. However, it does mean that in every situation we hear the other side, and I do appreciate those that actually want a floor debate again on the House floor. What I find fascinating is that for those that sit in the halls of Congress— it appears as soon as their car, um, if they fly, the, 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 the jet wheels land, um, as soon as they cross over the beltway into the bubble that is the District of Columbia, they become, uh, Justin, help me with the word, disenfranchised is not the right word, insulated, isolated, out of touch. They become very out of touch. And, and out of touch with the American people. And once Very. again, there are fine – Once I, I, we have great representation from the state of South Carolina. I, I say that truthfully. Uh, we have some amazing – batting well. – representatives. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names. I've already dropped one. Um, I'm not going to name any names. Uh, in We've fact, had many of them on this me, show. Let me just say it this way. In the first, Nancy Mace. In the second, Joe Wilson. In the third, Jeff Duncan. In the fourth, William Timmons. In the fifth, Ralph Norman. In the sixth, Jim Clyburn. And in the seventh, Russell, Russell Fry. And then your two senators. Senator Graham and Senator Scott. We're doing pretty good. We're represented well in the Washington, D.C., in the District even, of Columbia. Even though some stand opposed to what we believe is correct. Sure. I want to put that in there. Sure. We're represented well in D.C. Uh, you know, and some, of, some of you are probably saying, Mitch, you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole. No, I'm, I'm being genuine and sincere. I believe we're represented well. Do I agree with all nine of those people 110% of the time? No. Some of them not above 10% of the time. Fair. But here's a secret. Here's a secret, and I think we all need to wrap our heads around this. And maybe it's just something to contemplate for a little bit. I disagree with the man I see in the mirror every once in a while. It is okay for someone to grow and to change and and to think on things that they used to think and say, man, I, I, I don't understand how I thought that. That's fair. Now, there are certain things that I will never compromise, that I will never capitulate. There, there are certain hills that, yes, Mitch Prosser is willing to die on. But there are other areas where if, 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 we need to, if we need to give a little and take a little so that we both shake hands and say, hey, both of us won today, that's called the Congress. And I'll tell you who the biggest loser, Justin, I, you may disagree with this, 
the biggest loser right now in Washington, D.C.? The American people. I don't disagree with that. The American people. From the 530, uh, I I guess it's 531 right now, uh, people representing us, or 535 is supposed to be, representing us inside the people's building, the Capitol building, the U.S. Capitol. The American people are the losers right now. So, Congress, get your act together. For those of you that are waving the white flag and saying, we give up, we surrender, grow a backbone. For those of you that are backing out of the argument and saying, we, 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 we're, willing to, we're willing to cede everything, grow a backbone, grow a spine. For those of you that are choosing to die on every hill, learn, learn the art and the science and the strategy. There's a word, strategy. Of compromise. Now, I'm going to hop off my soapbox. Mm. Sorry. One final thing <laughs> uh, that we need to get to today, and we don't have as much time to get to it as I wanted. Uh, ProPublica published a piece. Yeah, we need, know to if you dive, remember. we need to dive deeply into this one. So I don't know if you remember talking about it. I'll, I'll, I'll just give you a, a brief synopsis, and then we'll work to get some other folks in on this. Um, if you remember, Elon Musk responded to a tweet back in 2022. Mm-hmm. Is it really true that four-year-olds are receiving hormone treatment? Because the the studies that were released, mm-hmm. if you read them... We've cited them. In there, it said that the Pediatric Endocrinology Transgender Clinic study was treating patients as young as four years old with hormone therapy. Mm-hmm. That tells me that four-year-olds were receiving hormone treatment. And puberty blockers. That's what it appeared to me. Doesn't make any sense. But that's how it reads. Now, this whole article is based that the Medical University of South Carolina was not doing anything wrong. They were not violating state law. And yet they caved to crazy far-right Republicans wielding the sword of power, holding it to the very throats of transgender children. That's that's really the, the argument here. The problem, the inerrant problem with this, is that now the hospital is saying that it didn't do what it said it did. We're, we're George Orwell 1984-ing this thing. We're doing the double speak and the news speak and saying, oh, but no, 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 no. what you see behind, it, it, it's like Oz. It's like the wizard, right? Don't look behind the curtain. What you see behind the curtain isn't really real. This is, and we'll get more into this issue down the road. This is one of the greatest areas of understanding that we need in this country right now. Specifically, Christians. As hard as we push to curtail abortions and to make them unthinkable and eradicate abortion from society. As hard as we work to do that, we need to work equally as hard in helping people understand who God made them to be 
and why he made them to be that way. We always quote Genesis one twenty six and one twenty seven, and and you might be tired of hearing it, and that's okay. Uh, the word does not return void. We have a significant problem in the United States right now, and in the Western world, and in South Carolina, where we are. We have people who who look to their creator, might not believe in him, doesn't make him any less real. They spit in his face and say, you made a mistake. You don't get to tell me who I am. I get to tell me who I am. Which is the lie that's been told since Genesis 3 when the serpent said, did God really say? Mm. When Christians don't understand this issue, it is a problem. I followed somebody who's a Christian. He's like a Christian fitness guru or something. Oh, fun. And he made some point about how uh, it was just it was very it was in very poor taste when he said that uh talking about how girls when a girl becomes a boy. Like no 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 no. That never happens. Mm-mm. It is a lie. Christians have a significant hill to climb when it comes to understanding this issue. I think they understand it at the base level. What we fail to understand is that it's happening here. Sure. What we fail to understand is that now that it's happened here and you try to stop it, now they're going to say, well, it never happened. Well, if it doesn't happen, then you don't mind me banning it. And and they they will call you uh, non-compassionate. Mm-hmm. They will call you hateful. They will call you mean, rude transphobic, gayphobic. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm theophobic, and I've said that before. And that's not. A, it sounds like a joke. It, it's not. I fear God. And that's not like reverent. That's not like reverent respect. No, I genuinely fear. I, both. They're suppo- well, you yes. both, but, there's a, but people have tried to massage that word. Sure. Plenty of times in Scripture, that word literally means... To fear, I, I, I can be a to tremble. I, I can imagine being at the base of the mountain, watching the storm, and hearing and hearing the audible voice of God in the Old Testament, and thinking, and and I this is going to sound like a, a name in vain. Oh my God! See wow. here's see here's the thing, and and I and I appreciate you bringing up that image and that that story because I think that's where I want to go with this as we wrap up our Friday show. And and please please understand I'm not trying to christianize the issue. I believe everything's theological. We're at the base of the mountain. We're at the base of our Mount Sinai right now. And we can do we hear the audible voice of God? No. No. We have but we it. have his word. Inerrantly, Holy Spirit inspired text, the canon of Scripture. And for as many people as say they would fall on their face hearing the voice and seeing the lightnings and hearing the thunders and seeing the cloud and where's Moses? He hasn't come back down yet. For all of us who say we would do that, I think there are far more who would say, okay, well, we're going to take our earrings and our rings and our piercings and we're going to mold the gold down, melt it down, mold it into a calf, 
and then we're going to party. And by the way, I would encourage you to look up what the word party means there. Um, it was huh, shocking. It was sexual. Um, the world is continuing to do that. And then driving itself further down, I you call it the Roman road, right? Romans 6, Romans 3, 6, and 9, and then 10. You could follow the Roman road there. I'm talking about a different Roman road. I'm talking Romans 1. Yeah. Where we're following that road. We're going to get more into this issue on Monday because it, it just bothers me that we are willing to um, lie about the things we're doing. And I'm saying MUSC. And at the same time, not be willing to fix these problems. Instead, just give further into delusion. I want to go to something you said as we wrap today. You know, a lot of people have forced us as conservatives, as Palmetto family, into this pro-birth argument. They tell us that we're against certain things. And yes, there are times when conservatives must play defense. However, I believe it is imperative for conservatives, for Christians, for those who consider themselves uh, patriotic to continually be for things. We are for babies in their mother's womb. Unborn, we are for babies outside of their mother's womb, whether that's through foster and adoptive care, whether that's protecting them from the harm of gender dysphoria and the proliferation of an ideology that could wreck, ravage, and ruin their identity as given by God. We are for men and women in a marriage. We are for a family that thrives as a result of following a pattern that God has set before us that is time-tested and true. We are for making sure that people have the care they need while not stepping outside of the bounds of God-given medicine. We are for all of those things, and so many for. We are for being good stewards of the resources, both outside and in your pocketbook, that God has given us. We are for all of those things. So as Christians and conservatives, let's focus on what we are for and go on offense and maybe spend a little less time saying, no, 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 we're against, we're against. I am for. Palmetto family is for. A South Carolina where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. We want to make sure that South Carolina truly is a great state for you and your family to live and work so that you can raise your family as you see fit. So, Justin, and the tremendous job he does for Kevin and the work that he does for our entire team at Palmetto Family, we're so grateful that you're with us, that you are joining in the battle because we've got a lot of work to do to show the world that we are for 
that we are working for the people of the state of South Carolina. Hope you have a great weekend. The parades are in full gear. The yeah. shopping is in full gear. Of course, it's been chilly all week, and then this weekend we're in the 70s. So enjoy <laughs> that. It's South Carolina, my friends. We'll be back on Monday for another edition of the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. It's this one. Woo. It's the Palmetto Family Matters Show.